Hey, welcome to The Abundant Artist, a podcast for creatives looking to create more abundance in their lives, more happiness, more results, more money. I'm Whitney Uland. I'm an actor, writer, and certified life coach, and I'm going to show you exactly how to start feeling better and how to go after your creative ambitions. Hello, wonderful artists. I hope that you are having an amazing day whenever you are listening to it. I am going to jump right in and talk about why you're miserable doing something. (laughs) I've been thinking about this a lot because I really have just been blown away by how much I have enjoyed motherhood. (laughs) And I really just did not expect to. And so I've been thinking about it a lot and trying to dissect like why I've had such a good experience. And I think it's come down to two things that I think actually are relevant to anything that you're doing in your life. So Basically, just for context, I grew up around babies a lot. So I had a lot of experience with children. I had lots of nieces and nephews. I babysat every weekend, like most of my high school career. I was not popular enough to be doing cool things. I was just babysitting. (laughs) I nannied at one point for a family for 10 days. They had three children. I was like 16 years old and I made... I remember because it was 10 days, $100 a day, I made $1,000 and it was so much money for me. And I was able to use that money to go to musical theater camp for the summer. And so I've just kind of always, I guess, had a pattern for using my nurturing and healing skills to be able to invest in my art. (laughs) Started that at a young age, but you can hear my little baby here now. But anyway, those experiences for me it was something that I did for money and something that I like, I love my nieces and nephews so fucking much, but it wasn't really something that I like fully enjoyed the way that like my sister, she, she like loves kids. And she, she was like a daycare teacher for a while. She taught, she was a tutor. We both were tutors, but I got fired because I went to work without my shoes. (laughs) Teenagers are weird. And a parent saw me without my shoes on. Anyway, I digress. The point is, kids have been something that I've been like, I can do this. I feel confident in it, but I don't, I've never really like enjoyed it. And so I've been very surprised around my own baby, just like how much I love, I like love the process. And I knew that I would love him because I love everyone and everything. Like you could, show me a stray cat. And I'd be like, all right, I'm adopting him and will devote my entire life to tending to him. Right. That's just in my nature. It's just, I have like a huge heart and I love everyone and everything. But so I knew that I was going to love my child, but I didn't think I would enjoy taking like tending to him. So anyway, all this to say, I've, I feel like I've just been dissecting my own brain and being like, why am I enjoying this so much? And it's come down to two things. First off, expectation, and second off, information. So first off, what do I mean by expectation? I, like I said, had so many nieces and nephews. I nannied all of the things. I have a lot of friends, like all of my sisters and sister-in-laws have had babies. I've talked to them about it. And most of them had like bad experiences, right? And so I really went into this experience of motherhood being like, this will be a hard thing. And what that did is first off caused me a lot of anxiety. (laughs) So maybe took that too far, which is why I feel now I feel like I really need to be an advocate for like, this experience can be amazing because that just wasn't something that I had heard or at least 
consumed as much. Like the narrative that I heard is people are like, well, it's so hard, but it's totally worth it, which just sounds bad if I'm being honest. And so anyway, I had this expectation that did create anxiety, but it also really was very realistic. And what that did is it enabled me in the moments that it's really hard when I was having like pain and trouble with breastfeeding or when I was up in the middle of the night or all of those things my brain didn't think that anything had gone wrong. I just was like, yeah, this is what it is, right? It's very similar to the difference between... So like, I want you to imagine that you wake up one morning and you're horribly, horribly sore. You like can't get out of bed and you don't know why. You would freak the fuck out, right? You would like call a doctor or I don't even know what you... Like, you would just be like, something's happening. I can't move my body. I was totally fine yesterday. I don't know what happened. That would be like really alarming and cause a lot of... Not only so you have the physical distress, but then you're also adding on the mental load and the mental distress. Now, I want you to imagine that the exact same pain you woke up with, not exact same soreness and achiness, whatever, but you knew that the day before you had done a really intense workout. The difference in those two experiences is astronomical, right? The physical sensation of those two experiences could be exactly the same. And yet with the expectation and like with that knowledge of like, oh, this is going to be a hard thing. You're so much more at peace when it is actually really uncomfortable, right? So same thing with motherhood. One, I had a very clear expectation that it would be hard. So when it happened, was not surprised. I didn't think anything had gone wrong. I just was like, yeah, this is how it is. And so that alone eases so much discomfort and makes it so much less miserable when you are in those hard spots. Now, the second thing, so I said the first one was your expectation and the second one is information. The reason, a big part of why I did not always enjoy being around kids. Like I always liked the paycheck. I love my nieces and nephews, but nannying was really hard for me. Like the time that I was in Hawaii, I remember the baby was really colicky. And I just like, I had a moment where I honestly, I was like, like truthfully, I should, I was too young to have been doing that. I don't think that was a good idea. And now having my own kids, I'm like, yeah, I would not let a 16 year old do that for my child. But all this to say, I had a moment where this baby was so colicky and just crying and crying and crying. And I could not figure out why he was upset. And that was so frustrating to me. And I was deprived. I was depleted, all of these things. And I got angry at the baby. And like, I know that that doesn't make sense, but that's something that happens. It was a, it, and, and I just, I didn't know what to do. And what I realized was that like in hindsight, because I really carried a lot of guilt for that, like I just, my brain went to like, I don't know what the fuck to do with you anymore. And I'm so tired of you. And I felt a lot of guilt about that because again, I'm a very loving person. I'm a very empathetic person. That's not like a normal response for me to feel that way towards a baby. And like, even at 16, I was like, I know this doesn't make sense. He's a baby. Like he can't tell me what he wants or needs, but I just felt so, I felt like a lot of shame and anger because I didn't know what to do with them and I didn't know how to solve the problem, right? And so that also created a lot of anxiety for me because I just was like, my experience around babies is that I don't know what to do with them. And I also, like even (laughs) my therapist is like, yeah, maternal instinct, not real, right? So I think that even though I'd had a lot of experience, I still didn't really know what to do with a baby. And so, however, though, I've shared with y'all, we hired a night doula to come and help us with our baby. And we got like y'all literally the 
best night doula in the world. We happen to get someone. Her name is Rosemary. She they she is known in the community as a baby whisperer. We only got her because she was on a break in between two gigs and it happened to work out with her schedule. Like everyone who we told in the community that we were working with her, they're like, oh, you got Rosemary. Like she's, she's very, very good. And at first when she came, I was just like, okay, here's my baby. Good night. Because my body was so tired after, you know, going through labor. But then after I got a little bit more rested, there would be times that I would wake up to, to pump because, and, and to like get, get that ready. And I would sit with her and in that time, she taught me how to care for my baby. And so like, and, and I also knew that the first few weeks of, of be, being a mom would be about, and, and I mean, all of motherhood is just about getting to know your baby and their needs and listening to them and figuring out how they, who they are and helping them foster more of that, right. To become them themselves. But especially in those early days, it's about you know, learning about how to listen to your baby. And so I'd been trying, like I'd read, I'd read a lot of books that are like, yeah, you just listen. And you know, there's YouTube videos that are like, if he cries like this, then that means this is what he wants. And if he does this, then this is what he wants. Those things, they were helpful. They were marginally helpful. But at the end of the day, I still didn't really know what he needed at first. And poor John, he, he definitely didn't either. He has had no experience with babies and has just really like blown it out of the water in terms of his connection and the way he cares for August, considering how far he's come. But anyway, all this to say, I had really tried to gather information on how to take care of a baby, but it wasn't until I sat up with this expert that I learned exactly what my baby needed. And what I learned is my specific baby has a very specific rhythm. And she's been around so many babies that she was able to pick up on that very quickly and to identify and tell me exactly what it is. So his rhythm, for example, is that he eats and then he ha- he's awake for about 20 minutes and then he takes a shit <laughs> and he needs a diaper change. And then he'll be awake for a while and he'll play and then he needs to go to sleep. And then he wakes up and that cycle starts over again. Now, the reason that this is important is because it gave me so much power because of that knowledge. Because now at any point, I know exactly what he needs. So even let's say John's watching him and I'm out for a little bit and I come back, it's like, great, where is he at in that rhythm? Where is he at in that cycle? And John's like, oh, he just ate. So I'm like, okay, great. 20 minutes till a diaper change and then we're going to play and then he's going to go to sleep. And so all of that has completely eliminated the confusion or the frustration or that like, I don't know what he wants or needs. And I like since staying up with her, since worrying with her and really trying to learn from her, I always like, I haven't had moments and maybe I will if he gets really sick or something like that, but I really haven't had any moments where I don't know how to help him. And she even taught me, she's like, when your baby gets tired, like, so he'll be playing, which means he's like laying around kicking and he's become so much more active now, which is so fun. So the times that he's awake are even longer, but she showed me, she's like, he gets this, he has this little, like he gets this red mark up above his eyebrows when he's really tired. So she was able to say this for your baby is exactly what, is happening. And when you see this and when he starts like making this specific noise, that means he's tired. She took out all of the guesswork for me. And because of that, I feel so empowered to take care of him. And so again, going back to this exercise example, it's, it's like, instead of just 
having the pain and being like, I don't know where this came from. There's the pain and being like, I know exactly where this came from, which means I know exactly where to go next. Okay. Y'all just listen to me babble about babies for so long. What am I getting at? This is not a podcast about babies yet. Just kidding. It won't be. I'll start a second one if that's what I decided to do. But the reason that I'm getting at this is that if you are in a point of your life where you're feeling frustrated, you are probably missing one of these two things. It's either the your expectation could be off for what you expected, what you like thought that life of an artist was going to look like. You might have misjudged that. I know I certainly did at the beginning. Or second off, you might not have the information to tend to your own emotional needs. Now, I say this all the time. Artists are extremely sensitive. You have higher emotional, like your emotions, you feel higher and you feel lower. And you probably don't know how to work with those emotions because our society has not taught anyone how to work with them at all. But you specifically as an artist have a greater emotional sensitivity than most people. And so those, the things that affect like someone's emotion over, over the long term, are affecting you could be affecting you very short term in very dramatic ways. Now, again, the reason that I bring this up is because the solution to this is not only to adjust your expectations, but also to learn exactly what your specific cues are for your emotions so that you can can move from one place of the emotion that you're currently feeling into the next phase. This is what I love so much about the Abundant Artist Academy. For one, it neutralizes all of the shame for where your expectations were, for where you're at, for how you're feeling, for all of those things, because you start to see that all of our brains are doing the exact same thing, right? That we're all having the exact same struggles. I like something that was honestly very has been really amazing for me as a coach and also been very healing is coaching people whose careers are far beyond mine and seeing that they have the exact same struggles that I do and that their life looks about the exact same as mine, <laughs> right? And that's something that I love about the academy is there are all varying levels of exposure of all of those things of quote unquote success. And so it really can help to neutralize what success looks like and what the expectation can and should be, right? Now, the second thing is that information, right? We have the abundant artist process. This is also cyclical. It is also a rhythm. So we have the exact steps from like, and they start with like learning to be all in, committed to your next goal, then celebrating where you're at, then reframing the stories, the limiting thoughts, the limiting beliefs that are keeping you stuck, giving yourself compassion for where you're at so that you can in the next step process your emotions. And then at the end is where you're, you move into that receptive mode where you start to receive results, all of those things. And then guess what? You end back at square one where you're feeling miserable again. This is why there's that like, that's why a lot of artists say that they feel like their career is a roller coaster where it's like going well if they're in a good place and they feel good. If their career is going well, they feel terrible. If it's not going well, part of that is because they don't know what to do to get to the next step, right? It's the exact same thing. There is so much power, y'all. I truly believe that my biggest transformation, the biggest shift, the biggest thing that brought the most healing is to, is these two things of like managing my expectation, but also, and like more importantly, knowing exactly where I'm at in the process. And because when you know where you're at in that process, where you're like, oh, I just have some thoughts that are getting in my way that need to be cleared up, that need to be healed from all of those things. And I know that every fucking time I get to that receptive mode, 
by going through these steps. That alone provides so much relief. That, what I'm talking about right there is exactly what I mean when I say like waking up and being sore, but remembering that you just did a hard workout, right? The physical sensations are still there, right? Those feelings can still be there. And yet when you know exactly why they're there and you know exactly how to get out of them, how to move through them, and you know that you will move through them and that your result is inevitable, like that is fucking powerful, right? That is what ends like, I I think it's like a Byron Katie thing where it's like pain is inevitable, but suffering is optional. That is exactly what I mean, at least I, I won't speak for Byron Katie. When we, when I say that pain is inevitable, but suffering is optional, you do not have to be suffering in your career. Same with motherhood, right? If you need to adjust your expectations or get some more information, learn how to take care of your baby, like do that for sure. But especially like in your life, in your career, learning how to like hack the system, hack the process and know exactly why you're feeling the way that you are and exactly how to move through that. Like y'all, that's worth everything in my opinion. That has been the thing that has changed so much for me. So I would love to teach you this process. It is available inside the Abundant Artist Academy. Of course, sign up today for your free seven-day trial and see if it's a fit for you. And I would love to have you on the inside. Talk to you later. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you're ready to take this work even deeper and up-level your life and career, follow the link in my show notes to coach with me in the Abundant Artist Academy, my group coaching program for creatives who are tired of being struggling artists and who are ready to start creating more in their lives, more happiness, more bookings, and more money. I'll see you on the inside.